Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 323. This is Russ, and joining with me are Aaron, Daryl, and Jim. Hey, now. Hey. You can't hear it, but I'm signing hello. Ah. But if any good. Uh, no real news this week, so I guess we'll just we'll get into it. Um, episode season eleven, episode six on the inside. Uh, so this was pretty much a. I mean, the main folk. Well, there's there was kind of two main kind of uh, threads in this episode. Uh, two and a half, I guess, if you if you want to think about it. But it's mainly Connie and Virgil, and then. Daryl and the Reavers and and then kind of the half is uh, Kelly and Carol and the and the crew out searching for Rosita and Magda. Yeah, yeah searching for for Connie. So um, that's kind of the the big beats for this episode. Um, it's kind of a weird. I guess we'll get into it when we kind of dice it up, but it's kind of weird because. It was mainly like a horror episode, you know, kind of a, a, a very horror centric episode. But I, I think it kind of being broken up by the other stories um, kind of neutered that vibe, you know, like every time it felt like it was kind of getting somewhere. And then we flipped over to the other story. I, I, I think I think maybe that uh, I, don't, I don't know what you guys thought, but I, I kind of thought that. If they were going for a horror episode, they should have focused on a horror episode, and I think it would have maybe played out a little better than than jumping around. But that's just me. If you want me to jump in, I can. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I I I mean I disagree. I I do think the horror aspect works, and I think it's smart in how it puts it into basically segments. Because yes, there are two other plots. Although one's fairly minimal, the whole Kelly riding to find her sister thing that barely takes up any screen time. But like the juxtaposition between her and 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 the, the Daryl plot line, zero dark Daryl that's happening. I <laughs> I for one thing, that's also intense as far as what's going on to an extent, and it thematically lines up as far as these are two plot lines involving people stuck in a house for different reasons. But the, as far as the horror goes. I mean, I, I get I get what you're saying, but I at the, I think the show I think Greg Nicotero, he I think he's working within the confines of having commercial breaks. I, I think he gets that, and I think the individual segments we see of the horror focused parts of this episode work on a kind of uh, uh, sketch level or what have I, you. I, I was going to say I think they work as long as you don't think about them too hard. You know what I mean? Like they work on a very surface, creepy. Oh my god, I'm making tension on a very surface level but if you think about it a little hard you're like why are these cannibals living in this house and you know you know what i mean if you try to think about it a little bit too much it just seems like it kind of loses some of that um uh appeal right it kind of it, it's very surface 
uh, creepiness going on that kind of it just seems like a veneer rather than something that stuck with me as oh my god I'm going to be creeped out by this forever you know um, the way it turned out was pretty cool though but I mean we'll get to it yeah yeah alright so that was some opening thought discussions um, so the episode starts with Connie and Virgil on the run um, they may and they make it into a house, so they they know there's a house nearby, and uh, and they end up making it there. Um, then we cut back to Carol and Aaron, who are trying to form a plan to go after Connie now that they are reasonably sure she's still alive. Uh, and then even Rosita chimes in with with her little two cents on it about um about trying to balance their approach uh, between gun, like kind of like a guns blazing and a, and a more stealthier approach. Um, then we cut back again to Connie and Virgil. And the, the one thing I thought was clever with this episode, at least in the beginning was Virgil. They, they really, you know, hit home that Virgil's trying to convince her that Connie, that she needs to sleep. Like, Hey, you've been up for like four days. You've had no sleep. Um, you need to get some rest because clearly she's and even I I, th- I think I think the the actress playing Connie I, I forget her her name um, Lauren Ridloff yes she does a great job of kind of showing the the sleep deprivation side where she's kind of a little like almost manic and um, oh yeah oh yeah and and obviously you know just just really kind of freaked out and um, and just feels like they're in a place that's not safe. I mean, she even, she keeps saying to him like, this is unsafe. Um, and, and I think you really see that in like the silent sections of yes. this episode. Like when I thought that was very effective. That was probably one of the most effective things in the episode is when we're with her by herself, that we, uh, we go completely silent as she would, you know, uh, um, experience things and the, the face acting and her physical acting during those scenes, I was very impressed with. It's probably the most, for me anyway, it was one of the most impressive parts of the, the episode. Yeah. yeah. But it, it helps that Lauren Ruloff is a good actor. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's, like, she's yeah, popping up other things. She's going to be in Eternals, which I think is why we didn't see her at all in season 10 because she was yeah. filming Eternals. Um, but, um, yeah. but no, I, I do think the, and, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Virgil, um, Kevin Carroll, who I've oh, mentioned before, we, you know, when we yeah. talked about him in the the Island episode, uh, I I noted that I do that he I've seen him in a lot of things, and he's he's so you know having these two together, despite not having seen them for basically a season and a half, mm-hmm. uh, I do think it's you know it's a good good spot on the actors for doing a good job of selling what's going on here, despite us having very little connection to what's happening. I think that's why this premise works for me so well, because like, um, it's this one-off concept of what if the house had, like, crazy people in it and there's zombies outside? Yeah. Sliding secret doors. And, and, and you don't have to you don't have to focus yourself on the relationships between characters that have been established for multiple seasons. You can just focus on, yeah, what if random people got stuck in there, basically? And I think the episode capitalizes on that opportunity. And then, you know, I mean, and then on top of that that it's you know being you know without without your hearing it has to be just even more scarier in that situation plus this house is so silent hill it's very yeah. nice yeah. like the the painting with the scratched out eyes yeah. and like the discolored walls and the like old, how could old you sleep curtains. in that like how could you go to sleep knowing yeah. you can't hear if something happens to you it's just like there's a little of that, and then 
you know, this guy. I mean, I mean, she can. She doesn't know she could trust him for sure, right? Completely, you know. So in that situation, I'd be terrified. I would be terrified to go to sleep because you just I, don't know. I, I I was interested in how it kind of just threw us in with them, right? Like we don't yeah. like we we heard from the from the dork whisper uh, last week, <laughs> like you know that. He he knew that they were to get like he was that right. she was with a group something was like something was going on but we didn't know exactly what it is mm-hmm. and this doesn't even bother to get us to it's just a complete immediate as far as they're just running like they're yeah. just I like <laughs> yeah I like that they didn't explain anything just throws us into it yeah and uh, and yeah so you can once again you can be, yeah like you're saying Daryl you can believe the kind of like I I don't know if I can fully trust you in this scenario but I do kind of depend on you to some extent like it's a neat balance as far as how to like right. Put certain things forward, that which we made me not think. I mean, all those things had me not thinking too hard about how the heck these people were able to be in this house doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Like that, that kind of it did, it did. Right. You, know, you know, like as it goes by, then you go, "Oh yeah, how would you work that?" That's out? kind of what I was saying before. You know, like it was a cool premise and it looked really cool. And uh, it was creepy and the atmosphere was great and they pulled it uh, off well. But like I said, if you look, think about it a little too much, it kind of doesn't hold up as well. But you pull a string and it... Exactly. Yeah. Well put. <clears throat> but yeah, even though Virgil has given the house a once-over, she she's not convinced. Uh, no. And so she's going to... she's completely right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, she's right. But, yeah. but again, because he keeps making a point of her not having any sleep, you're... Mm-hmm. It, and they do, I think they do, again... The, the directing and the setup does a great job where even even in the beginning, you're not sure, okay, is she seeing things because she's yeah. sleep deprived or is there really something going on here? Um, yeah, it certainly it, it, it puts it puts a nice level of doubt well, in your mind yeah. as far as where it's to be going. Well, I kind of went the other way. I was like, I, I kind of did believe her and I didn't believe, I guess because he had been. Uh, yeah, I'll say on a personal note, yes, I like I was never going to I was not thinking there was hallucinations involved. But I do think the, yeah. the episode's at least trying to put in the work to suggest that it, that's a possibility. It is. It, but I, I I just kept sitting there going, I don't know if you could trust this guy completely. Like he said, he, you know, like when at last, you know, when they last left him and, and Michonne went on her way. That doesn't mean he automatically, you know, stayed not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he left the island. That just that makes me think right there. It's like, well, he must, yeah. must have got over something. The, the thing, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the thing for me is it, it. I mean, I'm glad that it it didn't turn out to be hallucinations because I think that would just be kind of a little cliche. I mean, yeah, a little cliche, but it yeah. it worked to it worked to sow enough doubt in Virgil's mind, right? Like, I mean, he right. he had reason to. Not believe yeah. her, and and that reason right. was plausible. You know, I mean, it's right. it's not like he's just being obstinate or just doesn't want to believe her. There, there's good reason for him to not believe her, given given her her current state. So, Thank, thankfully, the episode doesn't wait too long to let him know that he's wrong and that yes. she's right. right. <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't drag this out. Yeah, exactly. And we don't get a lot of what was that just there? You saw nothing. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's immediately like door slam on you. <laughs> like you're, or, and or, I kind of thought about how. Uh, people without their hearing have to they everything has to there's a sense of other people around them that they kind of learn how to have i don't even know how they how they explain it but it's just like they can just feel when people are in their 
proximity. So I did believe her. I started to really believe her that she was right. That's something I was, I was even thinking, yeah, you need to look. And I'm glad that he did. He did say, let me go look around again. Instead of kept, instead of telling her over and over again, I hate those, you know, those shows, the movies where they keep telling the person, yeah. no, 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 no. You, you probably just think of him, you know, Oops. it's not really what you think. It, you don't believe your senses or whatever. It's just probably you being paranoid. You're fine. You're or fine. And then they kill you. Or it's the cried wolf thing, right? Like where right. she legitimately yeah. is hallucinating. So he, again, like she said, she conveys that she's seeing something and he clearly like at the same time does not see does not see what she's seeing right. to, so you know was, uh, yes that could have gotten very tropey and very drug out and yeah, i think it it, it, it it put just enough doubt in the viewer and virgil's mind yeah. to to think that maybe she's just suffering from um, from sleep deprivation in this world i would you tend to i mean in our world right where we are in the real world you would go well maybe yeah, maybe you're just hallucinating. But in that world, where everything that's happened there, to both of them <laughs> since then, you you think you'd be more apt to be like, well, maybe there is somebody here. Yeah. Well, the, and that that's what I think the benefit is of having an episode like this that you know has to last a certain amount of time and has to incorporate other storylines. It can get it can it can reduce that amount of like frustrating stuff that you would typically see in a movie or something. Right. Where, where you right. have you spend time with characters that aren't believing you. It's like no, this got to the point, and right. I can appreciate. And I and that's why I think it's I think it's smart on Nicotero as far as how he's structuring this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll argue against myself a little bit, and I I think if this was just the the Connie and Virgil episode, I think maybe forty minutes of this probably would have gone on too long, right? Like it would have yeah, been. I think it would lean into what Jim you're saying as far as you know, if you think about it too long, you 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 know you pull too many strings and it just kind of unravel. Like I don't I don't think the pre- I think the premise is great, but I don't think it there's not enough there to sustain itself for that amount of time. If it was you know like a clear episode or a um sure a um what's his name. The uh, um, Miss Mister Gunderson um, from that, from uh, that Mr. one. Mister Gunderson. The, uh, yeah, the other the other Morgan episode featuring that guy. Oh, uh, what's his face? You know that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy. John John, John Carroll Lynch's character. Oh, name. it's a two syllable uh, name. What is man, it? Something man. Something man. Drew Carey's brother. Walking Dead. Morgan episode. Man, no, Stickman or... <laughs> see, is there is a Stickman? John Stickman. Because he had a stick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a man, something man. Morgan flashback. We are so bad at this for doing this show yeah. for fucking ten oh, years. No. <laughs> it's almost like we have other things in our lives going on or something. Sorry, we'd get better at this. Some Just people yelling did. on their iPod. His, yeah. name, his name is... Yeah, well, if they knew, they should have told us right now. Well, the episode's here is not here. Um, the character's name is coming up any second now. <laughs> God, this is taking forever. Eastman. God. Who was something there? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I should get partial credit. Dude, Jim gets, yeah. you, dude, yeah, you, you get, get like credit. a lot of partial credit because I had, I, 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 I couldn't even pull that I, out I of my could butt. Not, could, not, could not get the rest of it. Sorry. Oh. God, <laughs> you get that was like the best pee we could have taken at midnight right then. Like you got out of bed and just let it go. Eastman, 
points. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Um, yes, Eastman. Um, yeah, so she's she goes off and, and searches uh, searches the house again. She's, she wants to search the house again. So then we cut to uh, to to the Reavers and, and Pope's group, and they're they're now full on torturing um, the other the other guy that was with Maggie's group, Maggie and Daryl's group, um, like torture, like yeah, <laughs> like, straight up torturing nails. him. Oh like, my god, they torture him. And to top it off, they want Daryl to have a turn, you know, again to test his loyalty mm-hmm. and. Uh, to, to go at it. And so Daryl, you know, again, he's, he's full in on making sure he doesn't give in to the fact that, um, he know he, he was with, with that group and he kind of looks at the guy and, and I forget what exactly. Frost. Yeah. Frost. Yeah. And, uh, he, he basically gives him the okay. Like when he looks back at Daryl and he's like, what are we friends now or something like, like he, he tells Daryl without saying it, like, Right. I understand what you have to do, and you need to. You, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rat on you. You need to do what you need to do. Like I get it. Which was which was fairly established in the previous yes. Reaper themed episode. As far as they yeah. have, they have to have an understanding, or else this is just you know it's going to be worse for everybody. Yeah, and it and it's, it sucks. Like it's not good. Yeah, like, it sucks for the Frost, and it's you know um, Daryl's not you know. <laughs> Despite his gruff exterior, we know he doesn't feel good about the stuff that he has to do. But I do like that there's a there's a there's a visual communication going on, like you're saying. That, yeah, that makes it clear makes it clear for us that like <laughs> there's no confusion as to where loyalties lie and what needs to happen here. Despite it being you know an uncomfortable situation, and and he's yeah. got to sell it just right too because he can't he can't just like Daryl can't walk up he punches him in the face and this guy's like okay I'll tell you what I know you know because obviously right. then they're gonna be like well that was way too easy like we've been torturing this guy for you know hours and you sh- you roll up punch the dude in the face and now all of a sudden he's singing like that you know something's up with that so. He even lets it go as far as to letting Daryl cut off one of his fingers, and then he gives him. Um, this is the benefit of being season one hundred and forty-five, as opposed to season one or two, where you mm-hmm. can have somebody who's been through so much. Both of them, like right, you, you yeah. think they've been battle tested so much that Daryl doesn't overplay it because he knows better. Uh, uh, you know the which well the guy he he knows to not overdo it either, and he knows that there's just some things he will have to do because if he doesn't, they will wipe out their group and without he, even having to talk about it. like they don't have to have a, a secret. You know, a, we, we I'm trying to play this thing, and I sneak back into the you know I sneak in and start to whisper into him, and then someone follows me and hears it, and all we didn't have to go through any of that. This is, these are people that have been through a lot. They've trained, kind of. They're battle-tested. They kind of know that, you know, this is a matter of life and death for whole group, for our whole entire group, if if we mess this up. And, you know, he pretty much knows he's dead either way. Right. So it's yeah. it's okay. He, and he, yeah. He, and there's no way Daryl could save him. It's not a, not a dumb kind of thing where he'd be, you know, like trying to turn Daryl in or something. 
to trying to save himself. He knows these people will more or less probably kill him. And knows if there's any chance he has, it's to play along. Like it, yeah. if if right. if there's even a glimmer that he can come out of this on the other side, he's going to have to to play along with it. So right. it's tough right. though. I mean that, that it was tough to watch. Um, and I think I think again very I think I think so. Norman Reedus yeah. sold it very well. I think his performance in this episode was really really good. This is some of the best Daryl stuff that that we've gotten. Again, it yeah. just it seems like. Yeah. I, I know we've said it before, but it seems like since Rick has been gone and like the show, meaning the producers and the network and stuff have have kind of put all their eggs in the in the Carol and Daryl basket that we get we've gotten much, much more out of Norman Reedus in the last couple seasons than we have, like probably the, you know, the eight seasons, you know, before. I mean, 10, let's, let's, before. I, mean I know what you're saying. Let's not undercredit what he's been doing. So, I mean, he, he, he developed a passionate following for like a reason. Sure. I, I, w- I would say in those recent seasons where the saviors took the front seat and it was a lot of Rick and Negan stuff, Daryl's had very little to do. Right. And I, I, if anything, I would say the show kind of pushed down what we know about Daryl from the past because we just haven't seen him do a whole lot, but now he's getting obviously he's getting a lot more, to, even more time than before. But I do think like those season two, three episodes where we were getting like you know learning about him and his relationship yeah. with Merle and him finding yeah. sure. like Sophia in the woods and all that, like that was good stuff with him. But I, but but yes, I mean, well, this, I, I, this, this I get is what very you're good. Like, this is good oh, stuff. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, like sorry. after the after Merle was killed, the governor and everything. Like I thought, like Daryl almost disappeared, like off the map. Itself. Yeah. Yeah, like he had that big story arc, mm-hmm. and then he was gone, kind of like yeah. you're saying, Aaron. And uh, I, I, you know, seeing him, seeing him get to act, and, and like like uh, uh, Russ is saying, you know, be able to act, like really put across credible scene like this one, I thought was pretty cool. It does. Now he's back to the, the forefront. That the thing of having so many characters who serve mm-hmm. certain purposes, it's it does show how hard it is. To, to have someone, you know, have him be able to do his thing because it just weren't, you know, they had so many other people that did it, you know, like they had. They had to, like, negotiate having the comic book plot lines where Daryl's yeah. not a character that exists in the comics, exactly. right? right. Have, like, we have to exactly. introduce Jesus, we have to introduce Ezekiel, right. we have to introduce Negan. So it's like, how do you find time for everybody? And, and even other characters suffered because of it, too, because remember the Jesus stuff, they wasted Jesus. Like, uh-huh. they did really. Um, they had. And they wasted uh, what's his name? They wasted uh, Tyrese because Tyrese, you know, in, in the comic he was Rick's like right hand yeah. and, and partner, yeah. and and this that role was already taken by Daryl. So when Tyrese came along, it was like, what, what are you going to do with this character? And you got, <laughs> right, and he's you got, good uh, at it. And he's such Greg a Coleman. I, 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 uh, yeah. Oh God, it's not Greg Coleman. No, oh, God. Chad Coleman. Yeah. Chad Coleman. Chad Coleman. Chad That's Chad the last name. Such a good actor. He's an incredible actor. He's super on the expanse. He's great on the expanse. Every, everything I've seen him in, he's been great. And they just kind he of, was just he was just in a cop shop that just came out. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that yet. No, I haven't, yeah, I haven't good. seen that either yet. But, but again, uh, it, it suffered. Yeah, another but, character because yeah. you know you're right. Yeah, he suffered from the not you know having so many other characters that fulfill those same kind of things. So, but Frost ends up giving him a location. So after all of the the torture and everything, and him playing along, he finally he he finally feels it's it's. I, I think Daryl again the kind of verbal nonverbal thing that's going on between them. I think Daryl let him know. Okay, it's it's like 
it's okay now to to say something. Right. Like we'll we'll figure right. it out. But mm-hmm. but you know th- th- this needs to end. And so he he tells him you know it's a yellow house. It's off this you know route whatever you know highway intersection thing whatever and and gives him a location. So um, and again that it kind of it kind of um, ticks off uh, a Carver. So like the whole thing is you know the the the. The dance between Carver and uh, um, and Daryl in this episode, and so the fact that again Carver was the one that was doing the torturing, Daryl comes in, he's able to get some information off of him um, by actually torturing him. Again, Carver's not ever completely sold that Daryl isn't up to something, um, right. but the rest of them are convinced enough. For for no reason except because the plot requires him to be suspicious. That's right. Right. Which is, which yes. is annoying. It's very annoying. Yeah. 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 Um, the guy's I, I, as good as Norman Reedus is, the guy playing Carver, not very good. No. And so that kept bugging me. I don't like you. No. Yeah, he just plays that guy. He's just that guy. It's the, yeah. you know, in every one of these situations where someone's trying to gather you know get, get loyalty he, he's always got to be that person that just will never believe and he's that guy he's just that guy yeah and not even for a plausible reason uh or you know they throw that thing in there like he he's looking out for his you know for his person i guess which they have that conversation for two seconds but that's it like he doesn't play it well that you know why he didn't believe him yeah I mean, he cut the guy's finger off, for God's sake. Anybody else would have finally said, ah, I guess I would believe him. Yeah. Well, it's the kind of thing, like, if, like, Pope is this ruling guy who, like, you know, is the guy they all look up to, if uh-huh. he's if he's in with Daryl, everyone else should just automatically right. be Yeah. Like, there's no, that, like, that defies anything at that point. Yeah. They so show like, their loyalty for him. Like, but yeah. then Pope seems squirrely about Daryl, too. Some That's what I was about to say. Episode, so, like, yeah. it, I was about to say if the if the preceding episodes reveal that Pope's been you know known about Daryl all along or whatever the hell, then I could buy into Carver not trusting him because he had some inside scoop or something. But for the time being, this guy's just annoying. <laughs> so yeah, so he finally gives up his uh, the the info, and then we cut back over um, to Connie and Virgil. And at this point, Connie's searching the house, and so she comes across that hallway with the paintings, and the eyes are scratched out. Um, and she goes into the bathroom, one of the bathrooms, opens up the medicine cabinet, starts looking through the medicine, and then there's a hole in the wall, and she sees an eye staring back at her, which, of course, freaks her out. Good job. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. 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 She freaked me out. Plus, it was yeah. like one of those Fucking old... eye. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those old uh, razor disposal holes they used to have. Uh-huh. In, like how old houses, and it was all discolored Ugh. and disgusting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yay. yeah. So she she hauls back out of there, goes back to Virgil, and is trying to communicate back to Virgil that like they're not alone. There's 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 somebody else here, and she she can't seem to do it. And finally, she ends up taking the knife and what carving into the wall. Um, I think it's into a, a painting, a, right? A painting, yeah, like yeah. A bad painting, or something? yeah. Not we are not we're not alone or not alone, not alone. Or, some, or something like that. Yeah, no, it says not alone, and then there's some like very small woman in the corner clutching her pearl, saying, "Not the painting." <laughs> 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 uh, so then we cut back to the Reavers and the crew is they're out. Yeah, well, real quick, at yeah. this point in the episode, you just saw an eye come out at you, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" 
What are you guys thinking this is supposed to be? Like, do you think it's like walkers that are just hiding behind walls? No. Or do you think it's something I, else? No, I just thought a crazy guy. I, I no, I, I, I immediately whenever I see stuff like this, I, I just my go to is that episode of the X Files with the with the woman underneath the floorboards and like the people like the inbreds living in the house. Like, whenever I see anything like this, whether whether I'm trying to play like. Resident Evil 7 or this or whatever, like immediately that's where my brain goes. I instantly get freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Because they're intelligent, right? Because it's like, it's yeah. not just a walker that's yeah. just around. It's like right. something that, something that knows it's messing with you basically. Right. Right. And that's it freaky, can, right? That's freaky to be in a house. Something's behind the walls being like, I'm going to mess with you. Like, I don't want that. I don't want to deal with that like, at all. On top of them being trapped. Yeah, yeah. I just personally out. thought it was like another lone crazy person. We've run into that. That's what I thought. Times yeah. on the show, yeah. you know, yeah. it's another crazy person in their house waiting for people to come by and stuff. And it's like the house doesn't make sense, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's like right. people that have access to interior walls that don't have access to directly to them, and just like I don't know, that stuff just just wigs me out. Like it gives me the where. Words. Where do they go to the bathroom? Yes. I know. <laughs> I mean, the, the, base, the basement well, seems like the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And we've already established this. This this world stinks so bad. Like, yeah, yeah you're kind of used to that kind of thing, and uh, it just makes me think of you because you hear stories too, right? Real stories of people that have lived in people's attics for like. There's one time where it was like a year, just living up there, and no one knew that they were up there. Like that's the scary stuff to get you. All right, I'll be right back. I have to check. check. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we cut. We cut. Now we're back to to the Reaver crew, and uh, they've obviously they've gone out to the house to investigate it, and they're kind of taking like a tactical approach to the house. So they're moving in. Daryl is purposely hanging back, which kind of makes sense because he's not really one of them. They're skeptical of him. Yeah. Obviously, and he's going to be skeptical of them, so he kind of plays it well. To st- like, it's not suspicious that he's hanging back because yeah. he's really not one of them. And I imagine if he was right up there with them, they wouldn't exactly trust him either. So, it's fun watching Daryl do it because he Daryl he knows better. Like he doesn't mess up in ways that other people right. would. Yeah, he doesn't trip over something that clearly alerts them to the fact that he's doing something nefarious. Yeah. Yeah, if you want some guy to alert you what's happening, Daryl's the right person to be. Involved. He's that guy, <laughs> yes. man. Daryl's the guy. It's it's a it's a fun. I think they have. I think it's fun to have Daryl be in a situation because they're just usually tropes that you have to do when it's just some regular person because they wouldn't know. Yeah, right. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have that kind of training or experience to know not to do certain things, and and they don't have to do that with Daryl. He has that kind of training. He knows. So he he starts moving. I guess it's it's one of the the communication lines, like probably a cable line or something like that. That was so yeah. smart. And starts swinging that, that was, it, you know. So it again, it travels across and it starts swinging yeah. like that. And you know, Maggie's on the lookout and sees the line is going, the which sh- which gives them the clue that okay, something's up. Like I wouldn't even have thought of like that was such a when he did it. It was like God dang, that is such a smart thing to do and being in a group that he's been in for so long they would know to do those little things they would know to look for he could trust that maggie and company all of you know the guys that they did bring with them more or less would would trust that they would look for things like that well and and you know he had he's 
he's kind of desperate, right? He can't do anything yeah. that is obviously going to make noise. Like if he no. if he played the doofus, right? The oh, geez, sorry, I you know right. I tripped over this you know can or uh uh you know kicked over a bottle or something. Oops, my bad. Like they would know, like they would know something was up, um, yeah. and that he was clearly trying to warn somebody because he's he's a yeah, careful. And they guy. know he's good, yeah, right? They know he's good, right? Like he's a hunter. So, he's a you know he's someone who who's lived on you know lived lived off the land and all that. That's information they have already, so he can't play it that way. Quick question: How many groups has Daryl infiltrated now? Right? <laughs> oh my, yeah. There was the claimed yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. There was um, um he, didn't he infiltrate the saviors at some point? Yeah, because they put him in the well, room was, with uh, the right, yeah. right. They, yeah, they tried. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like second nature to him. He's done this a few times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he was with like Merle for a bit, right? Like, yeah. Right. Yep. He, he looks like he would be one of the bad guys, right? He has that look, and he was when they first kind of came in contact with him. He was one of the bad guys when he was with his brother. Right. And, and we all remember when he wasn't anymore, when he looked at Murley said about Glenn, he's Korean. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we knew Daryl's 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 That's when you saw the aura of, of you know the power, the aura of goodness. Oh, that was the start of that term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my! People forget that it was The Walking Dead with Daryl. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, he he alerts them, you know, by swinging the 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 line there, and the Reavers storm the house. They you know kick the door in and very tactical, um, and obviously they they don't find anybody. Um, they're tactical enough, except for the giant rug in the middle of the living room that they don't yes. have. <laughs> yes. Uh, that Daryl kind of stands on and looks sheepish. Even really, then, uh, it's like, shouldn't we do something about this giant rug that's yeah. in the middle of the floor? Yeah. yeah. We don't need Hans Wanda walks through. It's like, hey, <laughs> this is my bit. Especially knowing there's basements there. Like, it's it's one thing if it's, like, in the middle of Texas, right? Or or, yeah. or even, you know, like, Southern California. It's like, you know, obviously you're not going to... Like, you see a rug across a room, you're not going to think, oh, there's a basement. Um, and, like, presumably they've raided some of these houses before they where they yes. would know the layouts by now. That's my wow, other yeah. yeah. This is a lot of nitpicking. I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, these are, like, the elite of the elites when it comes to mercenaries. Yeah. So it's like, right, fine. Daryl covered it. Okay. <laughs> um so yeah so then we cut back to kelly who's um searching on her own and she she's got one of the horses she finds a camp with a dead horse that looks real gnarly and um she finds the slingshot and she finds connie's notepad um and starts reading through it to kind of see you know we can kind of kind of get a little bit of rehash as to what was going on with her and of course she she kind of breaks down quite a bit um, she has a lot of guilt over, over, over things, but again, she, you know, more, I would, I would assume at this point also more hope, right? There, there's a sign yeah. of, yeah. you know, she, she actually found a sign that, you know, that, you know, there's something tangible. Um, and obviously it, you know, it, it can't be, it, it can't be that old because obviously somebody would have come through and scavenged this, this place, you know, by now. So, right. So yeah, she finds that. So we come back to the to the house, and um, this time Virgil's searching for the person that Connie saw. And 
again, he makes a point of, you know, you haven't slept. Like I'm not seeing anything. Like he looks, he doesn't, he doesn't see anything. He doesn't notice anything. Um, and then the two of them go to go back and Connie makes it through the door and then the door shuts on Virgil and, um, not even door. It's they're like walking through a hallway and just like, yeah, a, yeah. A, like a yeah. board just kind of slides sliding in. door. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. And so at this point we know, and then Virgil will know that, that she wasn't making things up. Like this wasn't right. her, you know, sleep deprivation. This wasn't her hallucinating. Like there, there's some, there's some, there's there's some shit going on in this house. Yeah. Um, I kept feeling her thing. I, I all through this episode, I kept feeling like how she would feel, and it just made me feel even more scared because you you think about it, it everything is in silence when they did those scenes where she's she wouldn't he, any, hear any of that yeah, stuff. Right. Any anything from her perspective, they play in silence on the episode. Or yes. Yeah. Touch. And yeah. I, I like that because it makes you think in this kind of world. You know, loss of of uh, you know hearing and sight. It's so dangerous, right? That that's the most dangerous thing when you're in a world where everything can be dangerous. Any any, any new place you haven't checked out first is dangerous. So I, I felt all that angst uh, that she was feeling, and on top of the you know him being trapped on the other side. Yeah. Like, what did you do? It's right. also like you know of the things that could have happened. You know, like, you know, somebody could have, like, grabbed him from a wall or something. A fucking door, like, just appearing in the middle yeah. of the hall. Yeah. Like, that yeah. did, I didn't see that coming at Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Again, these scenes with, uh, that I mentioned before, the scenes with Connie by herself were just really effectively done, I thought. You know, they're well shot, well acted. You know, the, the lack of sound really added to the tension. Oh, man. Um, just really, I really enjoyed those sequences. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, like we mentioned, at this point, like once she's cut off and and truly alone, there's no sound at all, and so we we kind of see things from her perspective, um, and and kind of kind of get what's going on with her, and then then one of these people, whatever, comes scrambling after her, and like once one of the one of them comes scrambling after her and tries to attack her, then we get some semblance of sound back while while that's going on, so. So it's it's real interesting what what they do, um, especially later on. It gets it gets it gets even more um, more tense, well, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, back to the to the Reavers, and now they're going house to house. So now they're they're wanting to um, to 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 find Maggie and her crew, and uh, they think they they found the, uh, the 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 house this time, and. Um, so I I didn't so this is where it was a little confusing for me was the so the house they went into at first was the yellow house that they were told right yeah now was it that Maggie and them were in that house and then when they saw the lines move they went to another house or they were always in the other house and then Daryl and them eventually got to it I think they were I'm sorry say that again <laughs> so. They they went into the to the yellow, yellow house to the yellow house, yeah. Yeah. and then once they realized they weren't there, they moved on to search the rest of the neighborhood. Right? So, oh, um, were Maggie and them never in that house? That was just no. Maggie and them are always in the house that Daryl is in, which is the yellow house. Right? Did Daryl the side though, or something? Eventually, they? at the end of the episode, they sneak out the side. But regardless, they're always in that house. They're always underneath Daryl. Daryl's in that house. Carver's in that house. 
there are other people out there, I believe, that are maybe just scanning the area. But like the whole point is that because 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 Car- Carver keeps getting pissed off because Daryl's like, we should leave, we should go somewhere else, and Carver's like, why are you in a hurry? To a bok bok, tweet tweet, whatever he fucking says. Right, 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 right. Like why 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 do you keep telling us to move on? Or he's like, because and Daryl doesn't say it in a way that's nervous. He just yeah. says it like we he just he does. Which is why I'm really annoyed with this Carver character. Yeah, he just feels manufactured. Yeah. It feels like yeah. there's, there's there's nothing he's presenting that would be suspicious in here. No, like, um, but no, yeah. So to answer your question, yes, they're always in the same house. Okay, that's the whole it, that's the whole point. Okay, because because Car because Daryl's like we should leave, and Carver's like we should stay. Right. It it seemed like one. Okay, so I thought that once they got to this place, then th- that was the deal. Okay, so. I, I like I said I was a little confused because I thought they were starting to go house to house, but I, I guess like you're saying that was the the rest of the crew. So, um, but yeah, we clearly see at this point that Maggie and everybody are hiding in the house. Like we get like a scene of Maggie, and then we get what that scene with Negan, you know. So it's um, you know just real brief brief shots. Um, but but yeah, they're definitely hanging in there. And yeah, Daryl's like, come on, they're gone. Like you know how these they are. They don't like the minute they realize that. You know, everything's closing in. They take off, and he's like, "They, they ain't here." Um, I wonder if some of this is he feels like maybe he's got a thing for. Um, oh, I think that's definitely part of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's for got sure. a thing for Lynn Collins' for character. Sure. And, it's just it's a giant cliche, so I don't that sure. make me feel any better. Yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> agreed. Even, even agreed. I don't even like her reaction to it. Like even she's like, "God dang, already!" Like I get it, like. Yeah, she you, does a pretty good job. She of, said you're looking out for me. Like, when, remember, yeah. she says that point of making it like, "Oh, you're looking out for me." It's like, yes, I know you're into me, but enough already. Yeah, like, you don't have time for this nonsense. She does a pretty good job of being somewhat, somewhat non-committal and just kind of like really. Right. You could tell the, like the wheels are turning with her, and she's kind of assessing everything. So, um, I, I th- even though Daryl got her with that thing he said at the end, though, yeah, I got her. She was like. You know, this is this is almost a say anything moment. Yeah, you could have played the radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Said I love you, and she would have took it in. Uh, so we catch back up with Kelly, and she comes across Magna and Carol, and shows them the notebook. Like, hey, I f- like I found I found some some more evidence that you know they're 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 here. Yeah, they're, so no lecture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the lecture that was going to come with you should have waited. Right. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't get that belabor. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, okay, got it. <clears throat> so we cut back, cut back to Connie at the house. And obviously now Virgil is fully aware of, of what's going on. And, um, uh, you know, she's trying to reach him. Um, and then Vir- now Virgil's like full on getting attacked. And one of them just like jumps on him and, um, and says he's like, he's hungry. He says hungry. Which is really creepy, like kind of yeah, like a, yeah, like so this creepy. breathy, whispery kind of like. So it's like, okay, these people are like obviously cannibals too, um, but not in a way like, like we. What else would they be? Yeah, not like the. <laughs> yeah, not like the train people we saw where they were cannibals, but. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, uh, Virgil's able to to stab him, and then he he crawls away. And meanwhile, well, no, Con- he's, it's not that it's not he's able to. Say he well, he's trying to, but it's um because Connie's on the other side of the. You're, I know you're getting to it. Yeah. Connie's because it happens at the same time. Like Connie's on the other side of the wall. She can see what's going on, yes. but she can't. But she, obviously, she can't 
you know, say anything about it. So she, she starts right. pounding on the wall, which gets the creepy guy's attention, and that's when that's when uh, Virgil's able to, like, uh, take a second to grab the knife and stab him, like when he's because it, it pulls. That was so the, good when he did the things that. attention aside, and it, yeah. it, it's a, and it seemed like Connie was almost like it was almost like Morse code, right? It was like like three long, three short, three long, three short. Like she was trying to, I think she was trying to again signal to him in a way to hopefully make him realize, like, hey, I'm not one of the crazy people that are trying to to att-. like it's it's me, and obviously she couldn't communicate that. Um, right. But yeah, but that but again, she starts you know kind of scrambling at it, and yeah, when that when that knife comes through the wall, that was just like, oof, yeah, um, and and finally she's able to to kind of break through enough, like she sticks her like right when he's about to stab her clear in the face, yeah. she's yeah. able to get her hand through, and he sees the hand with the with the bracelet on it and realizes it's her. Um, I'll, I'll say the tension for me was quite hard there because that's oh, like yes because it's like I know she's not gonna get stabbed in the head but I could believably see her getting like stabbed in the arm it's like that's gonna suck so I'm just sitting there thinking oh no don't stab her yeah, yeah. or <laughs> or somebody else come behind Virgil right and he be like it's mm-hmm. it's too late like he doesn't get like yeah. he doesn't even get to her in time like there yes I I thought the the tension and the build up and and everything uh, in this sequence was amazing uh, it was all plausible yeah that either and, one of those things could happen yeah. And it's another good use of having characters like this who are not as who haven't been as essential. So it's like, could we we could presumably kill off Virgil if sure. we wanted yeah. to? It'd be a, it'd be a waste. But it's yeah. still like, but this but the last be, season, was, yeah. yeah, or 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 Connie for that matter would just make it super tragic, right? But, yeah. but like, there's a, you know, there's something there where it doesn't feel like there's invincible characters in here. So therefore, I don't need to worry about them. Like if it was Carol and Daryl stuck in this house, for one thing, they wouldn't be stuck in this house. They'd burn it down in a second. But if it was them, they would. Um, they, they would, you know, you wouldn't be worried about if they're going to make it out of this house or not. These two yeah. people, it's like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> if you ain't Daryl and you ain't Carol, then yeah, yeah then all bets are off. You know, all bets are any off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's finally able to break through the wall, and he, he grabs her. So now we cut back to Daryl, and. He again. He's trying to convince Carver. He's like, "Look, man, they they ran." And again, Carver doesn't doesn't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's you know he they talk about Pope. This is where it was interesting because I think we even talked about this on that on that Daryl episode. Um, she didn't know about the fire. <clears throat> like she, yeah. they have this conversation yeah. here where he's like, "Well, because because Carver makes it sound like, well, I'm just I, I'm looking out for you. You know, I'm 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 here. You know, for you kind of thing." And she's like, "Oh, did you have my back when, you know, you let me walk into the into that room and and he's and Pope set fire to it? Like, were were you were you looking out for me there?" And he's, he's like, "You know, it was a test. Like everything now is a test." Um, right. So again, it kind yeah. of I think it it helps because it obviously there's a little bit we see that even it's though even though she's saying, you know, Daryl's one of us, he passed the test. It's also, I think, sowing a little bit of doubt in her mind because Pope wasn't afraid to potentially sacrifice her oh, if yeah. if if he was wrong. Like if if it turns out that you know Daryl was a you know piece of crap or or incompetent or whatever, like mm-hmm. they both would have died. So uh, so I thought it was interesting that we finally got some some insight into into what it, what was going and on. And it kind of solidifies them too, right, Daryl and her, yeah. because Daryl didn't hesitate. Right to get to try to get her out first, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to her own people, who she so you know he, she made a point of being like, 
they're loyal to her and, you know, Daryl wasn't because he left. Like, this kind of shifts. I think it starts to crack things and starts kind of starts to shift yeah. their, um, you know, kind of loyalties a little bit. Yeah, and and this is also the the moment where Daryl's like, "Look, I ain't I ain't here for you. I ain't here for Pope. I'm here for her. Right. Like I'm, right. I, you know, you tell me Pope is is you know can be trusted. I, I trust him. You know, it just right. I I'm I'm believing in you. Um, I'm just a boy <laughs> looking for a girl. Yeah, and then the whole thing was gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Carver, they're about ready to leave, and Carver thinks he sees something. Like he sees the what was it the the shadow from below like underneath. That's the, when the trope comes. Yeah. <laughs> Just before you get ready to leave. Yeah, yeah, right. So he moves the carpet, opens up the door. They you gun you know. So they move the carpet, open the door, guns out, and of course there's nobody under there. And, of course not. Um, so they bought him just enough time for Maggie and crew to kind of escape out the side and and to get yeah. away. And because it's Maggie and crew, I could believe they would do it, I guess, more than anyone else would. Well, I mean, it's 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 what the plot requires. But it's like they couldn't have escaped earlier. Like, what what was holding them up? What the the lack of finesse of their escape is just they walk out a window and move through the grass. Like, there's there's nothing there that's like stealthy about it. It's just like, oh, no. We oh, left. No, we left. Like it was time know. to go. We left. Yeah. Like, that's all it took. <laughs> you needed to be there all day. <laughs> I guess presumably it's like because the Reapers are still around, they wanted to make sure the area was clear. But how are they doing that from inside of a room? I don't know. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah. So back at the house, um, Virgil, Virgil and Connie kind of have this moment where they're kind of holed up. Virgil gives Connie the knife and says, "Look, no matter what happens, whatever whatever is going on, you need to keep going." And she's like, no, we, we go together. There's no, there's no me without you. Like you, we are, we are in this together. I like that. I did like and, that. And then Bond Virgil. Yeah. And then Virgil has this really good, you know, again, he kind of, they do a good job of, of rem- reminding everyone like, Hey, this guy met Michonne and like, he's mm-hmm. so again, he's part of that. I, I'm assuming at some point he's going to make it back to Alexandria and be able to, you know, explain to Judith and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, uh, but again, he's kind of like, "Hey, look, Michonne saved me." Essentially, like not not physically, right. but like mentally. Like you know, it, it's because of her that I'm you know on this road, and I'm I'm basically trying to pay this forward. So, right, it's important for me that you make it out because otherwise, it, it was it was a waste, and I'm I'm not honoring her given what she did for me. So, um. So they decide to to make their move to get away, and then Virgil, I could like he he got did he he got stabbed? Did the, he get stabbed like like three several times in the like yeah, several times? Yeah, yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like they're trying to get away, and yeah, like all these things come out. Yeah, after them. Yeah, and this is crazy because they're like what three or four of them, and they're it, it's weird they they don't yeah. like walk on all fours, and they're like in their underwear like it's it's just weird like it's just it's, it's like the end of thriller except with less dancing yes pretty, pretty much um but this is and so this, this this part i thought was really cool so at this point connie there's there's a dead walker there she's able to, to kind of drag virgil away and goes all in on the walker guts and starts spreading all all over her and at this point i was like okay are they telling us that these 
house crazy house people are like some new type of walker like what what is go like this makes no sense and then she opens the door and then the walkers right. start coming in i was like that's brilliant like she yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, this is like the coolest move you could have because it's yes it, and it's so clever that it established because it has to set that up right away at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode right when they burst into the house and they have to bring the zombie in with them so they can close the door and so, so yeah. the zombie's on the floor the whole time and it, you know you don't obviously that's not like a thought to think about so you get back to that room again it's like yeah, her diving into his body, and it's like, what is this going to accomplish? Yeah. Oh my god, that's perfect. That's such mm-hmm. a great life. That's like when you play Portal and you realize what the pattern is. And you're like, I get right. it, and then you complete yep. the puzzle. Yeah, like, right. that's the exact feeling that. Because <laughs> yeah. you didn't see it coming. I mean, that's not something that you foresaw. And again, for you know, me, it worked because because I was confused. Like, right. It, yeah. And then then when it actually, you know, when it actually when the light went off, I was like, okay, that's that's clever. Um, so yeah, she's covered in Walker guts and is standing right in front of Virgil and, uh, and immediately that horde just over, just, just overwhelms all those crazy, um, inbreds in the house and they're able to get away. And of course they get out and then they're getting, they're getting, you know, chased by, by whatever's left. Um, and just when things are getting really bad, you know, they start getting picked off. And of course it's Kelly with her slingshot and she saves the day which i I, again i it was a very very like fist pumpy like great moment because again sure sure. you know these characters have been apart for so long Mm -hmm. and it's it's you know again you could tell how much it it tore her up um right to to be missing her sister and so finally she almost believed she was dead for yeah point right yeah Yeah. and so finally for them to 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 be back together in in this kind of way was uh was was really cool again i thought i thought it was a great ending and if she didn't break the rules because they were taking too damn long to figure out how they were gonna look for her if she didn't do this they would have still been sitting at the you know sitting at home base trying to figure it out yeah my my takeaway from part of this is once they, you know, clear out that area where they get back home, they should go back to that house and clean it up because it has the strongest doors of yes. any house. Yes. <laughs> like, nothing was getting in there. Yeah. It's probably all boarded up on the windows. I mean, like, it would be probably, a place to stay. Yeah, it would probably for now be a good place to stay. It would. <laughs> yeah. Except for, the one, except for the one wall they put it out, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. True that. Yeah. You know, a bit of a fixer-upper. Agreed. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the structural so like, good location, you know, good schools, yeah, good shopping. Yeah. The view is magnificent. Yeah. Lots of place to hide. Yeah, it's got that's the other thing. Up. It's a good place to hide. Like, yeah. I mean, it has everything for them. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's that far away. Kelly got there in like a day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that that bit of happy ending. Uh, at this point, I guess Virgil's kind of in bad shape but not like dire shape so i guess we'll see how that how that plays out i'm assuming yeah um I mean, maybe I mean, he's alive he'll, he'll be he'll be fine <laughs> yeah. if they wanted to kill, right. him, kill him yeah right. at least alive long enough to have that conversation with you yeah exactly well you need that that's right. like the, that. yeah. that's why he's there yeah. basically right. exactly yeah. um and, and the other one the other child that we don't talk rj about. yes RJ. Yeah, RJ. <laughs> poor rj what's your name again who are you? Um, so yeah, so then we cut back. The last little sequence here is we're back with the Reavers. They get back to base. Pope is outside, and he's like, "Yeah, well, after you guys left, I picked up where you left off, and I just tortured this dude some more." And 
Um, I pretty much got out of him all the information I needed. And, uh, of course, he killed him because he's standing outside, like, chained up, and, and he's dead. Like, he's Walker dead. Yeah. Walker dead. Um, Actually, and then, it's a good, like, the way he talks, because he, he, cause Carver gets back and he's like, we couldn't find him. I'm sorry. And Pope's like, this day was a success. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And he's kind of got that wicked smile, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then he kind of takes Carver around the you know around the shoulder and you know walks away and kind of says something to him and they both kind of look back at Daryl and Daryl totally no sells it right like he just yeah he's like great like awesome you got more info like totally not leading on that he's nervous about anything well, at all to be honest what else can he do at this point you know right exactly. well someone else would have probably you know or run like yeah I mean yeah, what is it? yeah I mean the only he's, thing you do the is infiltrator man. Yeah, exactly. And and on, on top of that, because you know he killed that guy, he might not have gotten anything out of the guy, but he just wants to see Daryl. You know, if Daryl is yeah. going to crack, I I. So what do we think? Do we think that he got information out of him, but didn't relay that Daryl was a part of him, or like that Pope is just completely full of it, and they really didn't get any out of him at all? I think Pope is just playing games i mean he likes to do that right we see that with his uh, with his people he likes to constantly have them question you know question their loyalty even if he did get something out of him he still wants to mess with daryl clearly yeah sure ultimately it doesn't matter i mean like what is what is frost know it's like what's what's he ultimately getting out of him probably not too much but keeping people off balance is a way that you know cults keep people in their exactly you know never be comfortable you know keep shifting sand you know yeah Uh, always be worried that you're you know you're failing me you know that's a constant with him so that is on the inside wow so what do we give it for our busters jim how many how many busters do you give on the inside, I give this one four. Um, I really like the haunted the haunted house stuff. I mean, I really like Nicotero's direction in general, and he didn't disappoint me here. Again, you know, it's kind of a very good service uh, premise. That I didn't think too much about and just kind of enjoyed the ride. Uh, the stuff with the uh, the the Reavers and uh, and uh, and Daryl was interesting too. I'm glad to see uh, Connie reunited with her sister. So I give this one a four out of it. I thought it was solid. Daryl. What do you? How many? How many? Um, do you give it? I definitely enjoyed this episode. I mean, I thought that the the jump scares were, were great. The you know the setup of the house, the way that the the actors played it. I mean, seeing uh, Lauren uh, Lauren Ridloff, yeah, Ridloff she really, do her thing. I, I, she really killed it this episode. Yeah, she's. I mean, she was good anyway. She is a good actor. So to get to get to do her thing was was great, and to see. Um, Oh, the other actor's name that I'm totally forgetting. Kevin Carroll. Yes. Uh, he is also awesome. And, you know, they kept me, they, they keep you off your game because you just don't know. You're not sure of anybody or anything. Um, I just liked how they played that. And, and uh, the you know, the smart uh, kills in this uh, just worked very well. So I, I three and a half. I, I, I uh, really, really, really dug it. Aaron, I mean, if I'm in the curve that's established for Walking Dead, how I rate these things, I don't know why I wouldn't be anything under a four point five. Like, I think this episode's really good. It it's doing something that's in, you know entirely different from the show, 
as far as giving you a straight up horror episode while also giving you stuff that's plot focused involving Daryl and that stuff is generally pretty good. Like my quibbles are just the performance of Carver and some like plot, uh, some plot contrivances. But, you know, outside of that, you know, minor stuff, it's like this is what I want from an episode of The Walking Dead. It's doing something different than the norm by by adding, you know, two characters we don't generally spend a whole lot of time with and giving them an entire plot to work with that's unique to itself. It's a one-off that has a beginning, middle, and end, which is always my favorite kind of episode of this fucking show <laughs> because it has a story it's telling. Uh, and, the, like, and the tension is high throughout it. Like, I was, you know, riveted by what was going to take place. The direction's solid. String-heavy score this week, which I really enjoyed, too. The music was terrific throughout this episode. And the and going along with the sound design for this episode that you've mentioned multiple times. Like, it, I, like it's it's not it's not missing many things as far as what a perfect walking dead episode is so like 4.5 busters fits right to me cool yeah i'm gonna give it four i again i really enjoyed um the episode i mean again my minor quibble was i i again i thought that breaking it up kind of undercut a little bit of the tension of the horror aspect of it but again at the same time like I said, to kind of argue against myself, I think 40 minutes of that would have, would have probably felt like it went on too much or gotten tropey, um, which would have undercut it. So, um, so in a, in a, in a difficult, you know, in order to tell, to tell the story properly, I think that was probably the best, the best route they can go. So yeah, four for me. Um, I, I, I dug it quite a bit. So those are our buster ratings. Uh, what did, uh, the listeners have to say, Jim, over at Facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Oh, you saved me from having to say it. What a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> the Walking Dead TV podcast group, come on down. Tell us what you think of these episodes I mean, as we wind down to the finale here. Uh, Mike Jones started off this week with uh, Four Hills Have Eyes Out of Five. Nice. I love that movie. I love the creepy cannibal house. This had me on the edge of my seat. It gave me vibes from The Grudge, The Descent and a lot of 80s horror. The only reason this isn't a five is the Reaper's part. Carver is an idiot, and his bro battles with Daryl are like two kids arguing on a playground. Pope is just boring and annoying as hell. We've seen better bad guys all throughout the show. I don't think his interrogation got any other details about Daryl to put him in danger. We know Daryl and Carol aren't dying, so that kind of takes the wind out of the sails of this part of the Reaper's story. All things considered, one of the better, better episodes of this season. Uh, Kenneth Shorten, a uh, new contributor, wrote in, uh, I give it a 4.5 people under the stairs out of 5. Exactly. Wes Craven. Uh, the scenes in Connie's perspective were terrifying and intense. I can't remember an episode of The Walking Dead that was this scary. Agreed. I really liked the Connie sequences as well. Uh, Benjamin Foster. Been away a while, but just caught up on everything. Four separate fingers out of 5. The Reaper scenes were fun and cool to see Daryl go full Jack Bauer and make the sacrifice for the guy to advance the narrative. Uh, awesome to see Connie again in Night of the Living Dead homage, battling freaky monkey men out of Resident <laughs> Evil or something. Love the silent scenes from our perspective, good tension and pacing. Once Connie and Kelly are done with their hugs, can we get back? Can we get some uh, treatment for her buddy with the stab wounds? <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, Brent, Brent Jones came in with a four. Daryl's gonna get Daryl gonna get her killed out of five. Daryl is gonna make a hasty move to get away with this girl, and it's bound to get her killed. Double Agent Dixon isn't new, but I could believe the Reapers group as there'd be a little groups of ex-military running around. 
Uh, the haunted house was fun and creepy. And while I have no attachment to either character, I was invested in the House of Horrors, uh, hoping to resolve the Reaper story soon and to get setting up the rest of the story soon. Okay. Um, Richard Charrington, Chopper Cherry Charrington, uh, 4.75 old school scary starts out of five. The cold open was something out of an old 80s horror film. I really liked that. The scene with the fingernail couldn't have been at the worst time. I was eating my tea, uh, dinner for you guys over the pond. Thank you for the translation, sir. Uh, loving the creepy house. That really added to the episode, especially with the parts using no sound, so you could connect with Connie's senses. It had touches of lots of classic horrors. One of my favorite episodes so far. And finally, Kevin Barry came in with a 4.5 creepy crawling guys out of 5. I really liked how they found a way to bring the horror back into the show. I really liked the usage of sound. No sound along the, with mu- the music to push the fear. I also think that Daryl's story was done real well, and watching him toe the line of his moral code to stay undercover was executed well. And if you, too, would like to chime in with your thoughts on each episode, give us your buster ratings, and by all means, come on down to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast, and let us know what you think. Excellent. Well, thanks, everybody, for responding this week we appreciate that um and that'll pretty much wrap things up for this episode so uh real quick uh aaron where can folks find you on the internet it's fun when these episodes are so straightforward because we like it's been like an hour and we like nailed it all it was a good episode it's just how much can you talk about <laughs> like, it, it has only so much going on like last week was there's so much going on um i am all over the place you can find me co-hosting a podcast called out now with aaron and abe with my friend abe we talk about weekly movie releases we also have a lot of special bonus episodes including our uh, commentary tracks and coming very soon because october is upon us we always do special bonus horror themed episodes and so we have a lot of fun coming uh this month um other than that my walking dead write-ups are on we live entertainment.com where i also write movie reviews i also write for voice of blue.com and occasionally variety and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 excellent daryl where can folks find you uh well uh we took a little bit of a break this week but uh me and you can hear me and jim and donnie on uh nothing's on when next week we got a, a lot to cover with all the new shows that have returned and the new shows that are, that are actually new shows uh, for the fall. So we uh, have plenty to talk about with that. Uh, look out for Retro Movie Geek. We will be uh, de- doing our, um, for Halloween, because since, yeah, October is right around the corner, we'll be doing our Spooky Fest, uh, which will be covering a ton of vampire movies. I don't think I could watch another one for another two weeks or so. Um so check out that, and also look out for Gotham by Geeks with me and Russ and uh, Hassan and uh, sometimes Chris, uh, where we'll uh, be covering a, a bunch of uh, of the new Batman books that are, you know, the, the current storylines that are going on right now, and uh, all that other stuff. You can just check it out on Taylor Network Podcast. Jim? Well, like Gerald, by the way, for Gotham by Geeks, are you guys, uh, have either of you checked out that um, audio drama that just dropped? Hassan did. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about it a little okay, bit. Okay, cool. That yeah. was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, you can catch me, like Daryl said, nothing's on weekly. We took a week off, which means this week we'll be uh, dropping an episode of the Players Club. 
to uh, make up for our missing nothings uh, on. Uh, we're going to be talking about Deathloop. We're going to be talking about Diablo 2. We're going to be talking about a lot of really cool games that are coming out. Because it's that time of year, friends, when all the games are coming. So we'll, we'll uh, cover them. Me and Jason and Gil will cover all those for you. Also, uh, the, <clears throat> the Brandon Peters Show. At thebrandonpetersshow.com, you can listen to me and Mr. Brandon Peters talk about episodes of Space 1999. We're on season number two uh, on the old space show. And it's a lot. That show is, like, wild. It's really uh, fun to watch along and listen to to us talk about it because uh, it is a hoot. So check it out at thebrandonpetersshow.com. And happy uh, happy anniversary to Brandon. Happy hey, Brandon. Pod- Brandon. Brandon Peters, also the global summer movie gamble champion. Oh, yeah. I forgot. There yeah, <laughs> and well-deserved. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And you can catch me here, hhwlod.com, and then like Daryl mentioned, over at Gotham by Geeks. Um, so thanks, everyone, again for listening. So remember, until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, sometimes you stare at the medicine cabinet, sometimes the medicine cabinet stares back at you. Ha, ha, ha.